All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and Jake here. Coming to you with another Talking Torah. Talking Torah. Just hitting the highlights of this week's Torah portion. That's right. We appreciate you taking a minute to stop by. We appreciate if you subscribe to our channel. Uh, Google us and find us on other platforms where we exist. But this is week 27. and This is, it, this is Tezria, I guess. Yeah. That's and, what it looks like anyway. Yeah. And we got a pregnant lady here. Yes. So at one point, she conceived. Yes. She That's conceived. the idea, guys. And it comes from Leviticus 12 through 13. So it's actually fairly short, just a couple of chapters here. And uh, we'll go right into it. And uh, so you get this deal. Uh, it talks about uh, circumcision. And uh, on the eighth day, and so we talked about a little bit about Sukkot. What happens on the eighth day of Sukkot? It's the... Last great day. Last great day. So definitely there's got to be, don't you think, a connection between the eighth day of Sukkot and this eighth day circumcision thing? Yeah, whenever there's, uh, you know, numbered things that line up, it's something to take notice of. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I understand and can explain it exactly, but I do know there's a connection. It has to be. And then when you read these purification rituals, they're different from the boys versus the girl, and there seems to be this extra atonement for blood. Now that's if the woman uh, gives birth to a boy or a girl. That's right. So, so which one requires a longer atonement process? Oh, oh dear. The weather came up. <laughs> weather does that. Yes, it comes up. So uh, the girl requires a longer grace period, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we've, we kind of discussed this before, uh, what, what kind of we might think the reason is. It never really gives an exact reason, but um, some speculation on it is that um, with a... With a girl, uh, that's that's life. Mm -hmm. You know, the the in the in the woman is life for the next generations. Mm -hmm. and if she has a boy, there's not more life coming out of that necessarily in the same way. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way that that you know, boys, men, and women are different. Um, that has this, and the way that they're connected with bringing life is kind of kind of the idea of why there's mm -hmm. a different situation here yeah yeah well there's definitely something for the the you know it's kind of gross to talk about but something about the the blood loss right um, and it has to be accounted for you know i i don't know i don't know it's one of those things where the whole life is in the blood thing yes yes so another right. piece of life so um, but it was uh, was a command for them to do so, um, and um, and in this whole thing about eighth day circumcision, um, it turns out that's the point when the um, the body begins to clot, and so it's actually the perfect time, right? And so uh, medicine doesn't necessarily practice that, but they probably should. But so they because practice, they they don't, practice give you. Uh, a shot of that's something right. to make it happen. That's right, because they don't, they have to give the baby an additional shot to, so that they can clot. Right. But if they just waited to the eighth day, so all you doctors out there, change this someday. Right. 
So it's up to you. That's right. And so then we get to um, these weird scriptures about a priest. Um, oh, so we got we got one other thing. So we're going to re- read from Ezekiel forty four nine. Right. So there's a uh, uh, circumcision's this big deal for people, um, and especially they'll read Paul and say, "Well, Paul, you know, did away with circumcision. That's not a thing anymore." But you have to take the whole Bible as a whole complete story, right? And uh, just you have to do something with this Ezekiel reference. So this is talking about uh, entering the millennial reign temple. Okay, mm-hmm. this, uh, this section of Ezekiel, he's going through what the new temple is going to look like when it comes down mm-hmm. in the second heaven, you know, new mm-hmm. heavens and new earth mm-hmm. situation. Thus says Yahweh Elohim, no stranger uncircumcised in heart nor uncircumcised in flesh shall enter into my sanctuary of any stranger that is among the children of Israel. Mm. So do with that what you will. Yeah. But it sounds like he's making a statement there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that now I'm not saying circumcision is required for salvation. Paul clearly teaches against that. I'm just saying, maybe before you enter in the millennial reign, he'll say, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know when he's going to have that happen, but um, I don't know exactly how that works out. No. Uh, I don't think we should be going up to people with a Bible in one hand and a scalpel in the other. So Drop your pants conversation. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying... Yeah, we want to read the mail, and this is what the mail is saying. So, mm-hmm. uh, do with that what you want. To me, it sounds like he cares about it still. Well, and that's interesting. If uh, that's what you're talking about there in the millennial reign, you're talking about um, you have a different body at that point. You have your, or you think you have your fleshly body. I think that. Uh, I think you're, there's a difference between people that have died and been raised again in the millennial reign and mm-hmm. people that are still alive in the millennial mm-hmm. reign. I think there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. And, and it may be part of these characteristics. Maybe there may be some characteristics like circumcision that go with you. I don't know. Possibility. Never been there. So, so. <laughs> I know. We don't know. But, uh, but definitely study this one out. You know, if you're out there and you're not sure and you, you are uncircumcised. I think it's definitely a conversation that you need to take a look at for sure. And, you know, I would not um, make that choice for anyone, but um, definitely something worthy of your prayer and maybe prayer and fasting in consideration. Cause you know, this would be a difficult thing to do older in life for sure. Right. But, uh, but we have lots of examples of, other men who made this choice late in life at a point where uh, you just can't hardly imagine such a thing. Right. But, uh, but they did what, uh, what, what the father asked them to do. You know, they grabbed right. their knife and start sharpening it. Like, okay. <laughs> Who's next? Sure it's real sharp. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah. And I mean, we know Paul circumcises Timothy. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, um, you know, uh, th- and that so the whole point, thing is just crazy thinking about 
hey, uh, would you circumcise me? I mean, it's just like, right. It's just so foreign to, to how we operate today. We would just never imagine doing such a thing to someone, you know, that we know. <laughs> right. But now, but so as they're in the wilderness, this doesn't happen, right? This is a command they're given in the wilderness and they never do it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's not until just before they enter the promised land that mm-hmm. this happens. And so it's, it kind of shows where it is on, on Yahweh's yeah, yeah. Uh, importance list. Mm-hmm. It's very important to him, but the heart comes first. Yeah. It's, it's you walk it out first and then the flesh is a sign of your inward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's same with Timothy. It's like the last thing he does. Yeah. You know, and same for these guys going into into the promised land. It's mm-hmm. like the last thing they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, still important. And definitely, my studies lead me to the conclusion that if I was not circumcised, I think that would be something I would probably pursue. So and just, cry about just it a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it just seems like um, probably a pretty good idea for sure something that's probably supposed to happen but but anyway so it's a difficult conversation but um but that's a good tie-in anything else nope so then we're going to move on to other things Mm. we see here so uh you get all of these skin disease you know the priest basically was a dermatologist what do you think about that jake is was the priest like a dermatologist back then he was the every man he did everything yeah he was master of all Mm mm-hmm yeah, being a priest was, you know, it had some drawbacks for sure. It's like, hey, uh, could you look at this oozy thing on Let the back? Let me squeeze that oozy yeah. thing and then go prepare lunch. Mm-hmm. At the- <laughs> Come back in a few days and see if it's, you know, if the hair turns this and it does this. And then, yeah, it's this long, lengthy process. And you talk I hope, about... I hope there was a different guy that was doing the slaughtering of the animals. And then maybe... The low guy, go go pick this guy's scabs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But then, um, then you get these mentions of leprosy, and then you also in twenty four through twenty seven, you get um, these mentions of if it's hot and burning, and the quick flesh that burns a white bright spot sounds painful, reddish <laughs> white, so like a fever. Yeah, uh, in it, and so that well, we know today that that's never good, right? So yeah, so it's like uh, it's also like an inflammation thing. Mm-hmm. And notice nowhere in this text does it say because we know they have knives. We just talked about circumcision; they got knives. Nowhere does it say in here they he, he doesn't give any instructions about you know uh, ampu- you know cutting things off, you know. <laughs> Like we did in the Civil War, like right. oh that you got that injury, your arms looking kind of bad. We're just gonna cut, just cut that off of you. You don't need that anymore. And um, so I think that's interesting because that's kind of a modern medical practice that we might pursue, but it was not here. Yeah, I don't so. think they talk too much about gangrene in here. <laughs> no, no, definitely. But some of these things kind of look like they could definitely be be bad <laughs> right. and kind of gross. So. Um, and then it uses the word plague uh, about the about some of these things, but um, and very specific about some things that you got to do. 
Yes, if the plague is in you, you shall be defiled. And then there's even things about uh, if you've got, you know, beard or head issues. What, what was that? What do you think that is? Yeah, so it talks about uh, uh, like spots on your head mm-hmm. or like. Now, anyone who has a beard knows that this. See that picture down in the right with yes. the big beard and the Sabbath Lounge mm-hmm. uh, logo there. Uh, that's my big beard. And anyone with a beard knows that thing pulls a lot of moisture out of your skin. And so you can get itchy and patchy if you don't take good care of yourself. So uh, take good care of yourself. Clean yourself, people. Yes, yes. Don't let the hair turn white and yeah. and pus, pussy. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, you don't uh, want that. So... I do like in 42, it says, and if there be in the bald head or bald forehead a white reddish sore, it is leprosy sprung up on the bald head and his bald forehead. So, but... Uh, they really didn't like the bald people. I guess, I no. guess. <laughs> I think it, may, it specifically makes a reference in there that it's okay to be bald. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. And then in 45, it talks about you know, the clean and unclean and the whole leprosy. And we, we've done a teaching before about comparing leprosy to sin. And it's kind of an interesting concept about clean and unclean with sin. Yeah, I think that was a good uh, a good study that you should go check out. And um, is there anything else you want to say? This is a pretty short and sweet, simple chapter. Once again, I say at some point it might not be a bad idea to reconsider reconstructing the Torah portions a little and not do so many that first week where you do six chapters at Genesis, but but I also go, you know, they've done this since the time of Yeshua, and I guess why, why change it? But anyway, um, this is one of those short ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, you could take a little bit less time dealing with uh, beard hair and a little bit more time dealing with the creation of the world. Big things. There's just so many things that happen in the first, really those first two Torah portions where you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I need a second here. Yeah. You like oh. barely get through them. Mm-hmm. Just it's so like much to discuss. To them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point being, go home and read it. That's right. For yourself. That's right. Read. Find this. out what we've been missing. Read the scriptures, and we appreciate you taking a minute to talk Torah with us. And this is Matt and Jake. And Jake, signing out. Thank you.